0: So how long have you been doing drag? Well, I've been doing drag unofficially since 2015. And then, uh, or I did drag starting in 2015, but it was like 2017 where I was like, you know what? I really want to push forward and, you know, give it a shot here. What,
1: you know, what inspired the push?
0: I think when I when I first originally did it, it was just kind of a a halloween thing you know i wanted to go to the halloween party and drag i had just come out of the closet that year and so i wanted to come out and um just explore a little bit and so i did drag that first halloween i had a, a blast it was you know a lot of uh it just felt powerful and i did it that next halloween of people were like you know what you need to go downtown and give it a try and like you know go perform or something and so they were giving me you know a lot of praise at the party and i was like you know what okay i'm going to make an instagram and i'm going to go for it and i i haven't really looked back since
1: <laughs> yeah 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 so how has that been like doing being a black drag queen in oregon like tell me about that cuz i I feel like you're. Are you the only one, or am I just not? No, no. There's actually
0: some really amazing. Okay, good. um, Black drag queens here in town, and you know what? It's it's really amazing that um that there are some amazing black entertainers in Eugene because it definitely makes me feel way more comfortable. And
1: they've been that's good.
0: Um, they've been on the scene for for many many years. It's um Caress and Slaughter and diva simone slaughter and um i think that's i think those are the the two um black drag queens that have really been all over eugene for many for many years and they they really um were one of the first drag queens i've ever seen um because before before rupaul's drag race i remember going to um um, before watching rupaul's drag race i remember going into a, a bar here in eugene and seeing caress and slaughter performing and I was not. I was in the closet at the time. I was still not completely myself, but I remember just being like such an awe of of just the beauty and this the effortlessness it was. So um, when I started drag, I I felt pretty comfortable because I knew there were already some queens of color in town. So well,
1: that's like you were my first drag queen I saw in person. Wait, are we are you met me? Did we meet in person? We didn't meet, but you did a New Year's. It was like two. I want to say two years ago, you did a New Year's show where you released your mixtape, and you oh, did okay. you did the at, at um Spectrum. Yeah, you okay, did. You were like, there, you, awesome. Yeah, I was there, and um, I, I just loved like just how bold you were, and you were like. <laughs> You did one song where you said, "Now, now, some of the queens are saying this is a diss record, but," <laughs> and I was like,
0: oh "I, God, I, love I, I love her." Yeah, <laughs> I love. I didn't know you were there, and you know what? Yeah, I like to get when I go to these shows. I like to get a little shady sometimes, you know. It's good. The audience, the audience wants that out of out of my persona. I'm I'm a lot more low key than that, but like I drag, I like to serve.
1: Yeah. I like to serve it in in drag so okay so what inspired you what kind of drove you to kind of come more into your yourself you said you were in the closet what kind of changed or what what was kind of making you be in the closet i don't know if that's too big of a question no i I, it was more so
0: just being in denial of who i was Hmm. you and and it really had a lot to do with i grew up in a really you know eugene is kind of a, a small white town i grew up in a really small white country town called drain Oregon drain 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 oh my god yeah
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah so I went to I grew up in drain and that Girl. was you just there's a lot of homophobia there's a lot of racism here and you know what um I it just wasn't I had no representation for me there was no Oh. gay men that were open and really loud and proud here you know and so once i moved to eugene i i saw a lot more representation of that and i and i also kind of dated a few women and i i realized through those relationships that you know what i can't i can't deny who i am i'm not bisexual i'm not i'm 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 definitely gay and i need to i need to stop playing around here and and be
1: me so when did you like <clears throat> when did you know you were gay like was it later or what were did you always kind of like know i mean i've i know
0: i've been attracted to to men for you know for a long time i think um like back in high school like i had my first you know experience with with another guy
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and
0: i i definitely knew i had an attraction towards other guys, but i didn't um think it was ever. I was gay. I always, yeah. I always thought, you know, I'm bisexual, or more so, I always said that I could never be gay. I could never come out as gay. I could never be who I I was. So the fact that I've come from never thinking I could be myself or be that side of me to now being um, a drag queen and really kind of celebrating it and being on a, a platform for it is it's uh it's a huge 360 from yeah. Huge 360 for me.
1: I am so curious about Drain organ. It sounds like a sewer. It sounds like a sewer. Like you're
0: not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You know, shout out to the really nice drain people. There's so many lovely people anywhere drain you go. Drain. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many lovely people everywhere you go. But you know what? There's a lot of assholes and there's a lot of um nasty people, you know, and a lot of racism, homophobia, and um. Shout out to all the great people that supported me, but mm, fuck the rest, all right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Period. Yes. Um I'm just like, I'm so you know, I'm from Alabama, so like I always thought it was terrible growing up in Alabama, but I was around like b- black folks. So mm-hmm. I'm just real <laughs> like I'm just so curious about like growing up black in Oregon. Like, yeah, what <sighs> What, like, was there a sense of community that you grew up with or like what? I, you know, I just, I, looking back on it, I just
0: feel like I did what I had to do to make it through because, um, I, I grew up for, I guess, from when I was born all the way until 11 years old, I was in California. Okay. And so that was a plethora of different races at my school you know i didn't feel different and so at 11 when i moved to drain and this this was my you know my parents lovely idea they wanted to like be on a little farm somewhere and i you know whatever they want to do it's great you know but i was a little mad at the time when i was 11 i was like i don't want to move to some little country town yeah but once i went to school you know there was maybe maybe a couple hispanic people there was maybe two other black people in the whole 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 school and you know you just stood out you you felt it and um i also was a little bit more on the feminine side when i lived in california you know i was mm. going down the track of being a little bit more probably you know outwardly gay maybe i don't know what my story would have been if i stayed in cali but once i got to Drain, i realized i had to um i had to stop talking about britney spears otherwise i was going to get called a faggot wow. you know i you know when i'm at baseball practice you know i gotta you, you played know start, baseball i played listen i played baseball when you're playing baseball you gotta throw the ball all the way like this not you know not like this you know so i learned how to fit in i learned yeah. how to filter myself yeah. and i still get the effects of having to filter myself for so many years because now I have like this internal homophobia yeah. like that I battle with you know and I think I, I even heard on your your podcast you yeah. battle with that team
1: definitely because so. it's like it's like learn like kind of teaching yourself not to be yourself it, mm-hmm. it's mentally damaging and you it, still, yeah. it kind of shows up in places that you don't recognize um yeah. yeah I I think I think that's definitely like something that a lot of queer men deal with and or queer folks deal with yeah and I think I think for me like I feel like I've finally like come into myself like fully and Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know I just kind of just thinking back on where I was before and where I am now it's just like interesting to think about that but also like I don't know. I just cringe at some of the some of the some of the thoughts I thought about myself. But I also recognize that that was from a mixture of things like society, family, self-hate, you know, whatnot. Did you have a coming out story like did you come out
0: at a certain age or did you just kind of I was found out. (laughs) You were exposed. I was found
1: out by my mother. Oh my gosh. She went through my phone and saw that I was looking at porn and she was like, she was like, she was like, Jalen, what is this? And I said, I said, mother, sit down. We must chat. (laughs) (laughs) And so we talked and it's, it's, you know what? We, we, we came a long way early. Mm. Like when that, so that happened when I was like 18 and I was like, I was so like, I thought I was gonna get away with, you know, hiding the fact that I was gay for, yeah and I, cause I was like moving away from college and I was like, okay, all I gotta do is keep the act up for six more months. And then she like, she found out, and then there was like, just, there was a struggle really, because, you know, she just didn't understand. And I mean, I would say we really, Um, our our relationship really struggled um, for a while and, you know more recently she's able to you know we're able to talk you know yeah. about it but I don't know it's just it was it well that's that's
0: that is a hard way to go for sure what Jalen what kind of porn was
1: it by the way what, what okay what? look I'm not proud of it because <laughs> I feel like my taste in porn has grew I okay. think the porn she ended up finding was like oh i'm trying to remember i can i can remember because this was a, tr- a traumatic moment for me right, um, right i feel like the porn she pulled up was like some kind of like situation where there was like a guy kind of like tied up and he was getting bug- <laughs> i think that was the whole so it was really extreme it was really extreme it wasn't I like love it. just christian like right <laughs> missionary that. it was like
0: really extreme yeah no and you know what i i relate to that story actually a lot i'll tell you kind of my version of it and it was before i i came out and you know my i was about to go to a football game and i was playing football i played football i played all these sports and stuff i must I did, see I pictures of up. you in
1: your football oh my
0: god i i need I'll, to I'll have to send them <laughs> you you you'll have to you'll believe it when you see it i i really gave him a good football look but no I was about to go to the football game and I remember my mom was like um hey I don't I don't care if it's gay or straight porn but you need to stop watching porn on the computer and I was just like gay gay and she's like, "Yes, it was on the computer." And I said, "Oh, it must- that was just an advertisement that popped up, Mom. That was just an ad." And so I remember just denying it and moving on. But the that cover. was that was a scary a scary moment. And I I think my parents already knew I was gay before yeah. I came out. You know, things like that. But-
1: well, you say it was a scary moment. It definitely is scary. Like this fear of being, you know, found out. Like mm-hmm. it, it that I really like I really think. A large part of the stress I had in high school and college was from feeling like I needed to hide that part of me.
0: No, this small town and Drain, I did the best I could to fit in. I did the best to, um, you know, to have a good experience. And I did. Um, but I, I did it with a little filter on myself. I definitely yeah. look back and say I was myself. I was me, you know, but I, I definitely hit a, uh some sides of myself you know i've had a lot of support here in eugene and i i i love eugene and it's my i i call it my you know my hometown for drag because i started my my drag journey here and i hope i hope that eugene isn't the end of my drag journey i hope that i can go off and and do some other things too in the future we'll see what happens
1: Yeah, what would be the next step as far as your drag you know
0: i i don't know i just think um for me, I'm gonna continue to make music because music's my real That's passion. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been doing music a lot longer than I've been doing drag, and oh. so I never had um the confidence from my music until I really paired it with Slatasha and writing and and performing through Slatasha and having for the first time, having a little success and, and people enjoy what I do. It's given me a new confidence and a new, a new passion, a new outlet for my music. And so the next step is I've been just working on my, my, my craft. I've been working on my music during quarantine and, and this summer, Jalen, she's coming back swinging hard. She's going to destroy them all
1: Jalen. Yes. We love a comeback. (laughs) You know, it's pride. We're still in a pandemic. What are you doing to channel good energy? Channel good energy. You know,
0: honestly, trying to stay around good people, positive people. And it's it's really easy to get comfortable around negative people. You know, mm, mm. you can really just, you know, you think you're really good friends with this person. You think they're down for you, but really think about it. Are you getting more negative or more positive from them? And if it's more negative, then maybe you're just more comfortable with that person. And so I've had to, you know, during quarantine, I've really figured out who my friends are and who and who I wanna keep around me and who I want to to share my time with and protect my good energy with, you know? And so it's about who you're around But it also can't be just about who you are around because you got to rely on yourself, too. So it's about being kind to yourself. So I'm constantly trying to look at, you know, what's more positive in my life right now instead of looking at, you know, the hard, you know, the hard, hard things, you know, but it's easier to say that than do it. But um, I just try to be more kind to myself and stay around positive people. And now that we can kind of be with more friends now, um, that's what I've been trying to do—is surround myself with with good people and good times, and and be kind to myself. I think that's the only way I can really channel that that energy. Yeah,
1: definitely. And what has like what has COVID been like for you? Like you know, since you know, kind of reflecting on this past year, like what has it been like? What have you learned about yourself?
0: You know. It's, it's a little bit on the sad side a little bit when it comes to like slowing myself down after like I said, I started really pursuing drag in 2017 and I just I just went for it. I was trying to book as many gigs as I could along with my I, I worked just a regular um, retail job too full time. so I do my drag on the on the side. And so I was just overworking myself nonstop, trying to do what I can. And when, when everything slowed down, you know, um, I think it made me see my family um, mm-hmm. for a little bit more, more time, and to really observe what's going on with them. And instead of just kind of like a high and buy situation, you know, um, and I, I noticed my my parents are kind of going through that age where they're just a lot, they're they're in their high seventies right now. And I think it slowed down. um, This pandemic slowed me down to really see where they're at. And it kind of like, I can see they need more help from me. You know, they need more support from me and they need um, they need more of their, their son here. And so I think that's what it showed me is I need to be more vigilant with my family and I need to slow down a little bit and, and not just get too laser focused. And so I'm I'm grateful for that. Um, because now I feel like I'm gonna move forward with what I do and have um in the back of my mind, you know, I still gotta be there for my family, I gotta be there for for people that are important to me. So COVID and slowing down has has taught me that family is important.
1: Well, where can where can people follow you on, on social media? Um, you can
0: follow Slatasia on Facebook, or you could like Slatasia on Facebook. You can um, follow Slatasia on Instagram, and I do TikTok. I guess every once in a while, it's very, it's hard work. Y'all TikTokers are, you know, working overtime. I don't, I don't have the energy, but I try sometimes. So Slatasia on most social media platforms.
1: And once again, thank you so much. Like I'm so happy you exist and oh, that you, you, so that, much, you that you that you like yeah that you are who you are and that that you rap I I just love it I just love oh, it
0: thank you thank you so much <laughs> thank you for having me and this was so much fun and we got to do this over drinks and we need to film a video together so me and drag and like we gotta we gotta do something we I would think- I would absolutely love
1: that I would yeah. love that
0: yeah, stay tuned, everybody. Follow Jalen, follow Slatasha, and we're gonna collab eventually. All right.
1: Woo! All <laughs> right.
0: You need to like do some type of like live show or something. Once everything starts opening up, I think you need to go out there and do and do one.
1: Will the white folks let me though? <laughs> they will. They they will. I'm, I'm I, I can get real hair and real ratchet. I have <laughs> to do. I have to. You have to be that way around these people in Eugene. Right. Right, right. (laughs) They they will let you. They will let you, Uh, because
0: I, I'm pretty sure I heard you say on your podcast you would, you wanted to do like a one,
1: one person show. Yeah, I wanted. What would that? What
0: would that be? Would that be you on
1: stage or you in front of a camera or what? It would. So I think the first. I think I would first start with like a virtual kind of thing, Mm -hmm. um, and then. So I, I, just to kind of like see if people would be interested. And then the next kind of stage of it would be a kind of like stage or set of like, and then it's just me kind of, so the poems that I've been working on, I would like perform the poems and then I would kind of like do little monologues. And pretty much the show is me just making fun of white people. So I would just <laughs> do, I'll just do little caricatures, (laughs) you know, the white girl, the frat boy, you know, and and I want to incorporate Eugene's history in it because I've been studying Eugene's history and it's um, really dark (laughs) and Um, I don't. Yeah, please, please, please do it. And I
0: say you do it a live show and we don't tell anybody what's what you're talking about. Just let let it happen. Yeah. let us see, see what their reactions are <laughs> no but i would i would love yeah. to see that i would love to see it
1: oh okay i'm so, so happy. i, hope you I do like, it. that means a lot yeah yeah i'm re- like i i yeah this is kind of like the project that's been pushing me because i i'm it's this is coming out of like a rea- like my frustration really mm-hmm. of like just how crazy things have been and how crazy white people have been lately
0: are you gonna do a white a white accent or what?
1: I've like, been working okay. on the accent, so so my guy, bro, that's that's sick, dude. That's so sick. And then and oh then the, and then the white girl is more like, um, like this is so like, I just can't like the the
0: the valley girl vocal fry.
1: You know what? You know what? I feel like I kind of talk like that a little bit. I do, too.
0: I do, too. I do, too. It's just (laughs) I don't
1: know. It's just like the West Coast vibe, I guess. I don't know.